Hello, and welcome to the Good News Doctors podcast. I am your host, Dr. Mark DeBrinkett, and today our episode is on epigenetics, attitude, and energy, and how that impacts our life. So today, I am very excited to have a very dear friend of mine and personal guest, Jill Wright. So welcome, Jill. I'm so glad to have you here. And the reason I'm inviting Jill on is because there's very few people I meet in my life that I could say own the title Certified Optimist. And I am definitely one of those people. And when I met Jill, we were just two peas in a pod. Um, as far as our energy goes, our attitude goes, our outlook on life, and how we just want to help people and bless people. And uh, and I have just been so blessed to have this woman in our lives. And so, again, welcome, Jill. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. And I echo that sentiment to you because I met you and I was like, oh, my God, you're, it's like meeting a soulmate. You know, you have the same energy, the same passion for people, the same passion for making a difference in the world. And it's such an honor to be able to work with you. So thank yeah, you for having me here today. Thank you. So I, I met you, what, it's been about four years ago now. And I was out here teaching a conference uh, in Denver, and then I met you and Donnie, and we were just getting ready to move out here. And I remember you saying, oh, we have a place up in the mountains, and you need to come visit us, and gave us all your contact information, and thinking that maybe someday we'll call you and actually connect and come on up. And it was, what, the first, I think we were here for three days. We unpacked, and we're like, all right, where's Jill's place? We got to go visit her and Donnie. So uh, it's just been, it's been awesome. To, to become your friend and just to see what an impact you're making out there in the world too. So I know you're an author and you also do a podcast and even your business um, that you've done for 30 years now relates so much to energy and how we interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's such a powerful thing and, and it, it you really, people don't realize how much of an impact you can make just with your energy. And I remember one of the first times I learned this, that it was just my energy. I thought that it was part of me or engaging or what. And I went to a meeting and I was really intimidated and there was all these suits and really formal, highly educated men. And I was the only woman. And I thought, okay. I'm not sure what I'm going to say to sound intelligent with them. So I thought, well, here's what I know for sure, is that I know that I have good energy, and I know I can beam energy. So let's just play a game. So I went in the meeting, and I sat there, didn't say anything, and the, the person speaking was a woman, and I just beamed energy. Like I just tuned into my heart, and I just beamed energy at her. And after the meeting, I think I said one sentence in the entire meeting. And all, every person in that meeting, including the, the person speaking, she came up to me afterwards and she's like, I hope you don't mind, but if you notice, I gave my whole presentation to you. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but you have the most incredible energy. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's really interesting. And all the men, same thing. They came up to me and they were like, I, I just have to tell you, there's something about you. There's something about your energy. And 
that's when I started to realize, wow, this energy thing, this is really powerful. So I started to teach my people that at the airport. Like, it's about our energy. And when when you're walking by other businesses and you feel, in, when you go walk by the front, you feel, do you want to go in that store? Is there good mm-hmm. energy there? Are you attracted to that? And, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And so people say that all the time when they walk by at the airport. They're like, we just had to stop here because something's going on here. You know, you guys just have great energy. And so starting to understand that and understand that there's really an unspoken, powerful force in your energy. Well, you think about any business you walk into, is the staff member there because they really want to make a difference in somebody's life that they're going to meet that day? Or are they just punching the clock and wondering how soon they can get out of here and just half-hearted connected to the process of the job and where they're at? And, And I know most people probably don't get to do the job that they wish they could do and, and love and just work. doesn't seem like work. And so when you do something that's fun and easy and you really feel impactful, I think it's a whole lot easier to have good energy and to be excited about that, but really takes a strong person to go into the places where you know you have to go, but you don't want to do and maintain that positive energy. Like, like you said, you focus all your energy from your heart to that speaker you were not only just giving them love and energy, but you were present. You were bringing your energy into the room and right here. And probably everybody else in the room was there nodding their head and listening, but they're thinking about picking up the kids from soccer practice. They're thinking about what are they going to cook tonight? And, oh, I've already heard this part of the story before. And they just tune out. And what I've learned, especially after looking at so many brain maps, is just because somebody's sitting in front of you and nodding their head, it doesn't mean they're understanding you or even paying attention. So when you have the ability to have energy, to grab somebody and change their energy, you know, when we were told when we were kids that nobody can make you feel any kind of way unless you let them. And I kind of get that, but man, I let people make me feel different kinds of way all the time. And I'm like, I'm not trying to let you make me feel this way, but I am feeling this way because energy is contagious. And you can have one person walk into a room without even saying anything, and everybody in the room is just like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. Like, who is this person? And and we just feel it, right? So where you come from plays such a big role on how you're going to allow everybody else to feel around you or, or with that. And so I love the concept of your business where you don't even have a set fee. It's just a matter of how was your experience? We just work on tips, you know, and how was your experience? And then, and I'm sure that they probably make way more money than if you just had a set fee for a service in that aspect. And we've had a lot of chiropractor friends of mine that would have a box on the wall and they would be like, we don't have set fees. Just pay what you want out of the goodness of your heart. And, you know, we're just here serving. And they would do really well, you know, with that concept. So, for this last, uh, I guess, since COVID, we've had to shift gears and do different things and be a little bit resilient. Tell me a little bit about that. I know you've shifted a lot of the things that you used to do because they were so much event involved, where we go to do big health conferences and then different lectures where women are speaking on all these different powerful things. And, and this last year and a half now has been pretty limited on that. So how does that impacted you? That's made a big difference in my life. I've had to shift. And 
when you can shift the energy in a room by you have to kind of amp up your your focus, your intention, your power, because just like you said before, strongest energy wins. So that even works on Zoom. And so I've had to learn, So as you know, technology is would not be my strong suit. So I've spent a lot of time this year learning about how you interact virtually because that's what we've had to do. So I've also really recognized that, that when you are, you need to take a minute and get present before you go on camera, before you turn on Zoom, before you click video on and decide what kind of energy are you bringing to that that Zoom room? What kind of energy are you bringing to that connection with that that person or group? And then then really stay consistent and stay in that focus the whole time sure. because you can shift the entire room. People tell me that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I just look to you. Like, the minute you came on screen, like, everything changed. And it's hard to recognize when you're in it. Mm-hmm. But it's great to have people just like me and you talk about it, like how we're actually shifting things and how how we're feeling each other and how we're really being able to make an impact. So that's what the listeners have to know is you not only do you need to be present and have intention for yourself, but you need to surround yourself with a group of people who can reflect back to you authentically. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your hey, what's your energy showing today? You know, like there's different times when it's down and and then we reflect back to each other and we can lift each other up or we can let each other like fully express that emotion and then let it pass through because you do want to honor it. Yeah, so. absolutely. So with um, shifting focus into the virtual reality of thing online, you know, some people, I love listening to podcasts and I love listening to lectures and some people can really captivate the audience. They can really have that little extra charisma or something that just totally motivates me. You know, even some of the mundane speakers, I'm still in there trying to have the right attitude to get the most out of the content. But I just love it when people can really be a little bit charismatic. And and like you said, even though we're not in the same room where it's really easy to help change somebody's energy, but to do it virtually, it's a whole lot harder. I mean, you think of all these comedians that try to do comedy on Zoom. And you don't have the energy from the room. The feedback. You know, the feedback from the crowd, being able to just be on stage and be raw and real, they're playing with energy. And, you know, and a lot of people just, I don't know if they don't believe in energy, but they think energy is like an excuse. They say, oh, you're having bad energy. I don't like your energy. Or you need to have better energy. And, you know, for the people that I guess live in the third dimension, (laughs) maybe that's a fifth dimensional observation. right. You know, they don't really tap into, yes, energy is real, and we can choose it every single day. What cap, what filter am I choosing to put on to look at through my life? Absolutely. And in these last several years, I guess since 2008, there's been a lot of breakthroughs in the world of epigenetics. So for those of you that don't know what epigenetics means, it's the study of the genes inside your DNA and what actually would make them turn on versus not. You could have identical twins that eat the same thing. 
how come one gets cancer and the other one doesn't? And it's all about your genes and these genetic markers. So I was always taught as a child from my parents that you have heart disease in your family and you need to try to avoid ever having a heart attack. And so the best way to do that is to do all the right things so those genes <laughs> never get activated and then start causing havoc in your cardiovascular system. So what does that mean? That meant eat clean, avoid toxins, exercise, get enough rest, drink enough water, you know, the basic lifestyle stuff. And so I lived my life thinking I was doing all those right things. And then how come I can still develop heart disease then? How come I still have different issues? And what we found was that there is another factor that plays in this whole equation, and it's more powerful than all of those lifestyle things put together. And I was like, no, no, this can't be true. You're not going to say something that I would even remotely believe. It has to be lifestyle. That makes sense. Two plus two equals four. Eating clean equals living healthy. Avoiding toxins means not damaging my future cells. All of these things make sense. How can you tell me it doesn't? I was very disturbed. And it was actually Dr. Melissa that was the first one to, to really waken me up to that whole concept. And it was your attitude. It was the attitude in which you're choosing to present holds more weight on whether you're ever going to turn those genes on or off. And it was explained that every single one of your 100 trillion cells has little hairs on the outside of the cell. They're like little antennas. And they're looking out the window, and they look out the window, and it looks like, oh, beautiful blue skies here in Colorado. You guys keep making copies of my DNA. Nothing to worry about. No danger present. But if I looked out that window taking a weather report, and it's like, oh, my goodness, there's, there's like lightning, and it's so dark outside, and the wind is so strong. I feel like this glass is going to break. I better go pull up some soldiers from the archives and help. I need help. I need help. I got battles coming. I got inflammation. I got all these different things happening. Bring out the markers. And this turns genes on and it causes all these autoimmune reactions and all this havoc to run in your body. And people don't realize it just started because you had stinking thinking, right? You, were, you started with the wrong attitude, the wrong filter. You're thinking the wrong things. So the chemistry's off. And in a lot of times, that chemistry's half-life is four hours. So one stressful event in the morning, four hours later, I got half the amount of that hormone in my body. Four hours later, I got another half of that. I got a quarter left. Then I got an eighth left and a sixteenth left. And it takes you all day to make it right. So yeah. what do we do about this? Like, how, how can we stop the stress from impacting our cells and running havoc and causing all these genes to come out? And have me get diabetes and cancer and heart disease and strokes and all these things that we don't want. What's the trick? I mean, how can we help people understand how to turn that off and not let their brains get hijacked? Well, I think it's a constant choice. And so for me, the way I look at that same analogy is that like my genes, all of my cells are swimming in a swimming pool. So my job, and thank God this is important because I'm not as good as you at all of the, you know, the perfect eating and all of those things. But thank God that this energy carries this much of a weight and the attitude because that's what's saved me is that I choose what I want to think about. So I choose the environment that my brain lives in and sometimes that's more difficult than other times. I mean, I've been through some stuff this year, yeah. you know, which I really had to dig deep 
And, and I also had to, sometimes you think that you choose things externally that make you happy or that keep your mood in a certain place. And for example, like when my house burned down, okay, my external choices, that was my sanctuary. So that's somewhere that my brain went to be happy and peaceful and rest and relax. So here's my choice. I can be upset about that or I can choose to say, okay, God, what am I supposed to learn from this? Not a fun place to be, but what is this showing me? Where's the gift in this situation? So for me, I had to look and say, okay, these external things that I used to use to be happy, including my business, like I love my people that I have the greatest people in the world that work for me. I have the greatest business, I have the greatest customers, and I love that. But when it shut down uh, because of COVID, I'm like, okay, like, who am I now? Right. You know, then my house burns down. I'm like, okay, where do I go now to do? And what that's really shown me, and we've talked a little bit about this, is that that it's your the, your attitude, your joy, all of that stuff is internal. And so for me, everything that made me happy externally kind of is gone. So I could be depressed, which it, I got plenty depressed. And, you know, I still have to work with that because that wasn't sure. easy, any of those things. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I just, you know. Put on a smiley right, face. Because it, it wasn't. Forget it, about it. It takes no, a lot of work. Real. takes a lot of work. Yeah. And so you have to choose where you're going to focus and choose – my whole life, I've looked at things like, where's the gift in this? So I'm like, okay, God, I know you don't do things that are bad for me. So there must be something good in here that I need to find out. And what is it? And what it's, what it is, is that the, the attitude comes from inside. You know, you got to choose what makes you joyful, choose what makes you feel good. You have to have an arsenal of the things that make you feel good ready So if you have to write that down, if you have to record it, if you have to remind yourself on your phone, there's all kinds of things you can do to keep yourself in that space. But it's a choice. So you have to be very conscious of what you're focusing on and of on creating your attitude. So back to like the epigenetics, it's kind of like creating the swimming pool that your genes are swimming in. And mine used to be impacted by things outside. I mean, I created a great life. I I felt like the most blessed person in the world. But that was external. And so now in at this point in my life, I have to go internal and say, okay, if everything else is gone, what do I have left? You know, right. me, my energy, my attitude, your faith, my spiritual relationship. Ooh. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are the things that that really are life-giving? And so for me, I'm, I have to make a conscious choice. What feels life-giving to me right now right. internally? And what's really interesting is then when you shift that energy internally, then it shows up externally. So then right. things come to you. People call you up out of the blue. I mean, it's crazy yeah. what happens. And things happen in order of a reason 
that yeah. if these first things never happened, you never would have got even the blessing that comes later. You mentioned that like when the house burned down, you just had to have faith that what's God trying to show me inside that, okay, I don't need all this external stuff for my joy and my peace. And I remember seeing pictures. You had a three-story cabin that was down to just ash. And the only thing noticeable in the middle of the ash was that plaque or a plate that said love on it. <laughs> we had that It's picture. a Christmas ornament. With a Christmas ornament. And there, everything's melted away to nothing and, and love is left. Yeah. And so it's like, oh my goodness, that's, that was such a beautiful thing to try to find peace in the chaos and in all of the sadness of the loss of what came with that. But having the faith of knowing that God's got something better down the road prepared for you, that's even going to be a better sanctuary for you to spend better time with him and just have that faith and that trust that helps fuel the energy for the right attitude. And then once you have the attitude in place, whether it's a positive or a negative attitude, to sit around and just complain about the negative attitude without doing anything about it, to me is, is kind of like insanity. You don't think your attitude's gonna change by complaining about things. And so if I don't like something, what are the steps that I can actively do that I think might help change that energy? Or that attitude. And a lot of times with COVID, it's people have been cooped up too long, right? They're not Way able to get out. Long. We're not yeah. able to socialize. We're not able to hug yeah. people. Right. We can't even see what kind of expression the person has on their face to know if they liking being in my space or not. Right, right. If, if this is a good experience, you know? And so I think faith plays a lot, at least for me, knowing that when the things that are going wrong are going wrong. I trust God. God has got my back. And I trust that he already can see further ahead than I do. So I think of things that my father always said, like, don't let somebody get your goat. And it's like, what we mean by that is like, okay, this news that I just received is upsetting clearly. And I can see that you've lost your mind over this news, but I'm just going to assume that I don't have all the facts yet. And so until yeah. I get the facts, I'm not going to jump to a conclusion. And that was probably the greatest wisdom that I've ever heard from my father that I keep thinking it daily, daily. I'm not going to jump to conclusions until I get the facts. And then by the time I do get all the actual facts, usually it's not that bad. Or I've already been able to process and laterally think how I'm going to deal with it. And the solutions naturally come to us. So faith was a big thing not letting myself jump to conclusions because all that's going to do is cause a lot of wasted energy in my brain for something that I don't need to be wasting energy on. <laughs> I had a friend tell me one time who he, he was a very high IQ person and very well-spoken, but he never just talked to talk, <laughs> you know, it was kind of yeah. like he, he <laughs> would always have something to say. And whenever he had somebody in the room say something and ask him a question that would lead to him having to think down that rabbit trail, he would just look at him and say, you know what? I'm not going to waste the sugar in my brain for that. You know, because it takes sugar to burn energy. To that. Have that. He's like, I'm not wasting my sugar for that. That He could see ahead that, that spending too much time thinking those types of thoughts are going to lead to 
something that he's going to waste a lot of energy on and cause a lot of stress and have to process all of that. And so, like you said, right from the beginning, we have a choice. We have a choice to allow my energy to be changed. And I have a choice to give energy and to choose the type of energy I want to give. And if people were just more conscious of that before they walked into a room or before they got on that Zoom or before they picked up the phone to call their relatives, what space am I coming from? What energy do I want to have? This person that I'm talking to is troubled and in need. I want to be empathic with them, but I don't want to let them bring me down and then ruin my whole day because I got a lot to do too. And so, like you say, it's learning how to read people and learning that energy is a real thing. Yeah. And too many people think it's invisible and you're making it up and yada, yada, yada energy. (laughs) It's like, no, this is so important and it can make or break a family it can make or break a a business a corporation a movement you know all of that it's all about the energy in which we're choosing to move forward yeah another thing that we can do besides just changing the thoughts that we're having and the type of thoughts is essential oils now i know you and i both learned about essential oils probably around the, the same time and for somebody that just loves being bubbly and touchy and huggy and you know with people oh we have so much fun always having oils on us always being able to change somebody's mood so quickly the beautiful thing about the essential oils is they go right through the blood brain barrier so they can actually help our neurotransmitters elicit different types of signals that we want especially Absolutely. the happy ones and the healthy right. ones and exactly. so Tell me a little bit about your experience with, with the oils and energy, you know, and how you use I that. I love oils. I mean, I use them for everything. We talked about that earlier today, and yeah. I said, do you want me to whip out my oils? Because I got <laughs> them on me. Um, but, but that's another thing is, like what I was saying, you have to choose to have resources that that kind of back to what you were saying a little bit before, too, is, is to help you respond if you think ahead of time, how do I want to respond in general all the time? You know, obviously you want to be empathic, compassionate, all of those kind of things. But you have to fill yourself up before you can go out in the world and before you can do things. So that's where essential oils come in, is that they give you the additional resources to uplift your brain, like the happy oils that I use all the time to keep me motivated, happy, all of those kinds of things, focused, you know, and connected, all of those things. So when, when you're choosing what kind of life you want to lead and what kind of things you want to have in your life, you have to have things that support whatever attitude that you have. So oils support that. Uh, All of the choices that you make are what goes into making your powerful impact in the world. And you have to be aware, just like you said earlier, and conscious. You know, what kind of what kind of impact am I going to make today? And for me, what I think all the time is, what is life-giving? That's my word for 2021, is life-giving. Okay. So what is life-giving to me today first? Which is, that's not easy for me. That's something that I've really had to learn is how to take care of myself first because I'm a professional taking care of it. And, and I think it's a woman, a, a lot of women do this, but and ca- any caretaker in general, they take care of other people first. So what can I do that is first life-giving for me? 
So oils are one of those things that I use that that is it's it gives me the energy it uplifts me it feeds my brain keeps my brain focused connected all of those things and then how can I be life-giving in this situation so before you get on a zoom before you go into a meeting before you pick up the phone think about okay what does life-giving look like here you can substitute that word in, in our business. We Our tagline is like, what does love look like here? That's the foundational concept for our culture right. is how can we be life-giving to each other, to the people that work for us, to the people that walk by in the airport, definitely to our customers. But life-giving looks different, you know, depending on who it is. So it's also being very aware of who's around you and not putting – your perspective necessarily on them because what might be life-giving to me might not be life-giving to you. So it's also having that in your awareness, but choosing to be Mm life-giving first to yourself. So the oils, the nutrition stuff we do, the brain training, the socks, all (laughs) of the, all of the things that, that are support our brain because we have to take care. So Our heart starts everything, so we have to start there. And then our brain accomplishes what our heart wants to do. So we have to make sure that the connection is strong Mm -hmm. and that we're choosing, you know, back to the epigenetics, what environment is around us. What are we surrounding ourselves with? You know, our environment, all of the food we put in, all of the friends that are around us. I think now we've learned also during COVID is, okay, who's really on my team and who's really not on my team. Right. And so making sure that you have all of those things to support a good and healthy life so that you can accomplish the goals and the impact that you want to have in the world. So what we're really talking about here is not so much somebody's intelligence, but emotional intelligence. Absolutely. The EQ. And that's our ability to be able to have the right emotions, to be able to go out into the world, to be able to uplift. We talk about you have to take care of yourself first. And I remember Dr. Charles Stanley always teaches me that you have to feel good to look good and then to do good. And so if I don't feel good, I'm certainly not going to look like I feel good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. If you're hurt yeah. inside and something's really off, your energy's yeah. off. You yeah. don't, you know, you're not looking yeah. good and then you're not going to be so excited to go out there and do good. So we have to take care of ourselves first, even before our own family members. And we're so, you know, programmed to sacrifice ourselves and our own health for everybody else first at our own expense, yeah. you know, and then we find ourselves having to spend more money later trying to fix the damage because we neglected things. So our emotional intelligence is such uh, an important principle to be focused on. And how do we boost our emotional intelligence? That Another word for that would be like, how much reserve do I have? How long of a fuse do I have before somebody in the room is going to upset me <laughs> and then yeah. cause all my energy to change? Because let's face it, if we have to rely on everybody else around us to always make us feel good, we're probably not going to feel good because most right. people are right. self-concerned about themselves and we don't really have a heart, full-hearted effort into everybody else's stuff, you know, and, and it's just the way it is. We're, 
we're in a survival mentality. So many people that do that and their emotional intelligence is, is very weak or their, their love tank inside their body is unreserved. Yeah. <laughs> it's empty. on empty and it's so hard to get out there and have a good attitude when you're not feeling that your insides are taken care of and filled. Absolutely. So one of the most important things that I think people don't really talk about when they talk about emotional intelligence and all that is your quality of sleep. And if you're not getting uh, rest and not getting good sleep into your REM sleep specifically for your brain to do the remodeling and the healing, you're going to have a very short fuse when it comes to your emotions and it comes to that emotional IQ, you know, that emotional intelligence. And so yeah. we know that essential oils, just as much as some of them are designed to uplift us and pick our spirit up and put a little kick in our step and have us be a little less judgmental and more loving towards yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> well, they Thank can also God. help us calm things down, right. help us rest, right. help our brain turn off, help us, you know, just turn the chatter down at night so that we actually can get into that good quality sleep. And so I urge all my listeners, if you are people that do have a lot of emotional stress and you feel that your emotional um, fuse is very small, focus on your sleep. It's very important on top of nutrients for brain health and essential oils for brain health. Absolutely. And just, you know, we have to heal from the inside out. There's not a magic thing that you can do from the outside in that makes it all better. But in doing that, healing from the inside out, we have to give ourselves all the proper building blocks and nutrients so they have what's necessary to get in there, remodel, rebuild, and heal your brain, and then heal your neurotransmitters and your emotions and the productions of all of those so that you can have a more balanced, stable, healthy experience through your nervous system and through your life. And so I know that... We do all sorts of oils at night. We do all sorts of oils during the day. We take all sorts of different types of supplements for cognition, for brain health. We use wearable technology that helps our, our neurology function a little bit better from technology that makes the dopamine and the neurotransmitters and all of our, we call them our happy socks, to the different patches and the Vox Life products that right. really help tap into our nervous system and help us be a better us. And so hydration is super important. Obviously, nutrients, oils, sleep. What else are some tricks that, you, that you've learned to help you kind of nip things in the bud before you know what's going to happen if you let yourself keep thinking that way? How do you stop it? How do you, I think of my mom, she'd always say, cancel, cancel, cancel. Or when I was like 10, they put a rubber band on my wrist. And every time I said something negative, I would snap myself. And it took hurting my wrist quite a bit before I learned, yeah. you know what? I think I need to just thinking positive things and I don't have to hurt myself all the time. Yeah. And so what, what are some of the things you do? Well, pain is a big motivator. <laughs> so I think that's really strong. But when you catch yourself doing those things, you you have to choose to to respond or react. And I think the rubber band thing is excellent. But I also wanted to bring it back to one of the things that you told me years ago was that at night, your brain completely restores. So it opens up just like, like gills on a fish. Yes. So what you put in there. So you got me into doing the oils at night in my diffuser and to do certain things so that then those I could absorb and restore all of the the little dendrites and all of those things in right. the brain 
through that, that my brain actually absorbed those oils at night, which I didn't know before. And I think that's really important because it, you do have to have a good foundation because that's what gives you your reserves in order to be able to choose. Because if you don't have, if you didn't sleep, your tank is empty for responding. Yeah. So you go right to reacting. So I think you have to, when you start to have awareness, you can't unaware yourself. Right. So when you know, when when you're present with yourself and and you're really honest about who you are and what you what you are accomplishing in the world then you're aw- you're aware and conscious and present so that when you catch yourself going uh, to those things like for me I go I walk outside you know every hour or something like that I catch myself and I go back and I do those restorative things that bring me back so that fill up my gas tank so I have the capacity. But just like you said, I think sleep is is the foundation for all of those things that you are doing to be able to respond and not just react yeah. to people. And so we also know that during sleep, our body puts down 75% of all the new cells that are going to happen in one given day. See, that's what I and forgot so to say. And so that's right. super important. And yeah. you're talking about like the gills. It's these ventricles yeah. opening yeah. up. And you literally have to have way more blood flow going through your brain at night when you're restoring and healing your body than you do during the day. So, yes, more blood flow is super important um, in that whole process. But we think of the epigenetics. You're making new versions of all your cells all the time. And in doing that, it's stamping out all these copies of the DNA. And it has to make 3 billion copies to find the cleanest one that's going to make it into that new cell. So... If you have poor thinking all day long and you're doing nothing but putting up these stress hormones and these are filtering and running through your blood and you're not sleeping so you're stressed out that you're not sleeping (laughs) and your brain's not shutting off and you're not getting into those zones, don't beat yourself up. You know, there's a reason why you're depleted. There's a reason why you don't just wake up refreshed. But the good news is, is we can help you with that. There's so many different things from natural things that we can do to technologies that you can interact with that could help reprogram and retrain your neurology to be able to get that rest, to be able to turn off the extreme expressions of the nervous system. I mean, we've done, we've both done tons of hours of hundred hours plus of brain training and it's to help keep us from getting that extreme anxiety or the depression side of things. And it allows me to program the neurology to just keep me in a safer boundary to where I know my limitations and if something I know is going to lead to something that upsets me, I either say I don't have all the facts, I'm not going to let myself feel it a certain kind of way, or I remove myself from the situation. Exactly. <laughs> Leave the temptation, call somebody that is your best friend that you can talk to about something else and change the topic immediately and let's get some different enzymes and some different neurotransmitters going on and let's, let's help change that reality and focus on the things that do matter. And it really... Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, it's not about money, toys, and external things. Yeah. It's about where are you in your own heart? And is yeah. your heart synced with your brain and with your gut? Because we all have three brains, and they're all controlling our emotions, how we feel, how we interact, how much energy we're allowing everybody else to receive when they're That's around true. us, right? 
And people like you and I, we just have a lot of energy to burn all the time. And so we have to be very careful to give it to the people that really need it and that are anxiously awaiting for knowledge on how they can be a better person, how they can be a better leader, how they can serve people better, how they can just be a better, happier person inside themselves right and so Absolutely. i just love hanging out and having i know i do too i you. do too i just love it well and one of the things that that is also true is that like you mentioned having people in your life being really conscious of the people in your life could be because like like something happens when you and i have a conversation it, the, the the energy grows Right. So you need to be notice who you're around that you create a whole nother body of energy when you come together. And then at the end of the conversation, you both have a gift from that conversation. You can take that extra energy because it's an energy generating. So like, that's what I call life giving. So that's why it's so important. You know, the work that you're doing and and you know it's funny we your your work is more medically focused obviously having good news but even just connecting with people that don't suspect it you know and just sure. like like for example at, at the airport i tease that if i had a sign that said like love available here people be like, oh no thank you i'm <laughs> fine. plenty of love you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm good i'm good and but but Sometimes if you can just be that beacon in the world, like you are when people come into your office, I mean, they can just feel it. It shifts them immediately when they come through the door. The same way, that's why we get along. Same way when they come to our business, it shifts them immediately. And they don't even know why. And they don't, that's our ministry. Um, And that's what's important to me now too is to, teach other people that in business you can use your business whether you're a doctor whether you're you're running an airport business any of those things you can have a positive impact on everybody you touch and that's ultimately going to grow your business but the energy of your business is your one of your most valuable assets so sure. to pay attention to that, because people want to be energized like they are when you and I talk. When they come to your business, they leave here. Not only did you fix them and give them brain training and do all of these things to help them with their health, but you also gave them a big boost of energy. Mm-hmm. And so if if they are conscious about that, then they can go. There's a ripple effect. You know, they're feeling better when they're in connected to you. That's why I'm so passionate about connection. That's my big thing. Because when you're conscious of who you're connecting with and you're connecting with the right people, then that builds energy. And then you go out and you impact the world and you have this giant ripple effect in the world. And you can use your business. You can use your ministry. Whatever it is that you do, Just even just as a person, you can just yeah. show up in the world that way. And it's so important to be conscious of who's around you and who's contributing to the overall energy that you're giving off. And are you having people that are feeding you? Like you and I, like we create amazing energy together. But having choosing those people and being conscious of that, I think is super, super, super important. Absolutely. 
And they say that you become like the five people that you hang around the most. It's true. And that becomes who you are. So if one of your five people or all of your five people don't have good energy, yeah. we need to find five new people. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like it's like the vibe that we feel. Like, you know, you talk about people come in my office. It's it's the whole energy that the whole team and our whole crew puts out together. And it's that vibe that just makes other people get in sync with it. We yeah. call it vibe yeah. as in vibration. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a vibration and energy in yeah. here that's special. Yeah. Yeah. And when people get around that, they get motivated. They get hope. Yeah. You know, and the right energy can cause you to have so much discipline in in finding the solution and then going for it. It's not so much just a thought's going to change your mind on everything. It takes work. Like you said, it's like every time I see little signs laminated somewhere, stuck to a wall or on a business that says a little positive quote, I think of you because for the first few years, every time we saw you, you're giving us all these little signs and all these little things. And, and that's your agape. I have some outside that's, for you. That's how you <laughs> bless everybody by just giving them these wonderful quotes that make them think, you know what? You're right. I am beautiful or whatever the quote says. Yeah. It's, it's things that are life-giving quotes, yeah. right? And so I read that. It forms life. It uplifts me and it helps me turn around and then share that with the next person in my path. And together, if we all work together as a, a tribe called the human race, right. and we just look at people with love and how we can help uplift them and help them, so many times people might, you don't know, somebody might yeah. be, you yeah. know, going home to commit suicide that night. And if they didn't bump into somebody that boosted their energy and made them feel a little bit of love and felt the tingling in their body, yeah. it changed their whole course of their future. Yeah. You know, and so our energy can bring life into somebody or it can cut somebody down yeah. and, and make them feel so small. And then and then what? Right. And so what does that lead to more negative feelings? It's like magnets and you have to think of a positive thing and then you have to take action to go do something positive to yeah. to fulfill that energy and fuel that energy. So it turns into something more. Yeah. It's like a magnet. There's no in-between totally. energy. It's not right. like, oh, I'm kind of so-so energy today. Right. It's either positive or negative. It's like, is it, is it light yeah, on or is it totally. light off? Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. okay to be off. Sometimes it's appropriate to be negative and to yeah. really be upset yeah. and to yeah. express that feeling. It's like suppression is the seed of all disease. So I totally. don't want anybody to think that just because I'm a certified optimist, I don't get upset and lose my cool and maybe raise my voice or, or you know, do an action or something that I might look back and think like, I wish I didn't react like that. You know, it happens to the best of us. We're human, and that's just how that is. And so we're not perfect, but I think when it all comes down to it, I think I'm pretty good at being a certified optimist at always trying to look at the bright side of life and helping other people laterally think when you're only thinking doom and gloom. Well, there's a, a, a bright side to every situation. I used to be asked, is the glass half full or half empty? Well, I used to always think I was a half full guy, and then my mom taught me, no, honey, it's totally full, half water, half air. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've been Your missing the boat. So awesome. <laughs> I yeah. was missing the boat the whole time. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, what set of facts do I choose to look at? Right. Right. All three of those made me right. feel something completely different. Right. Hey, my glass is half empty. I have scarcity mentality. I only have that. My glass is half full. I still got water left. I'm not starving yet. Things are good. I'm surviving. And I can see I got plenty left. Well, my glass is completely full. I can live. I got water and air. I have the best of both worlds, and it's complete. I'm perfect in that aspect. Yeah. And so same exact facts, 
what set of facts are you choosing to look at? Like you said, we choose to feel certain ways. We choose to let people allow us to feel certain ways. And then we can choose to not let that happen and to turn their energy around and lift it up. Hey, we go through life and it's all about a choice. We have the choice every single day to make the people around us feel empowered, feel like we're giving life to them. Or we have the choice with the sword of the tongue to cut them down and to make them feel terrible. So be careful about the choices of the words you choose to listen to. And with that, I think it's time to wrap it up. I thank you so much. Oh, we could have had like a ten-hour podcast. <laughs> well, we'll definitely That's have awesome. you back we'll again, and we can go again. a little yeah. bit deeper dive into the epigenetics and what actually makes those things happen, and how we really can continue to be a truly blessing to those people in our path. And you've always been such a blessing to myself and my family. And I thank you. It's been such an honor to, to get to know you and to be able to spend so much time with you out here. And I look forward to all the amazing things we're all going to do in the future. So thank you for joining us again today on this episode of the Good News Doctor podcast. And I hope each and every one of you have an amazing day. Go hug somebody. Say something positive and loving to the people that you care about the most and make it a great day.